Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Today, guys, we are talking once again about a plate rule. This is one of the useful, most practical tools um, of a nutritionist or anyone who is interested in healthy eating, in maximizing nutrition and minimizing empty calories, in developing healthy eating habits for life that will help you to maintain optimal health and weight. Um, it will help you to, as I've said, maximize nutrition, minimize empty calories, and to maintain fullness, maintain ideal body weight, and just think less about food and think more about life. You know, once you got your nutrition figured out, there are so many other things that you can start thinking about and where you can reinvest that new energy and health that you will be getting from all the healthy eating that you will learn how to do. So, playthrough, what it is, like, what is it? Plato. It's a, a kind of um, schematic representation of what every meal from the best practices that we have, from the best evidence that we have, what every meal should look like when it comes to different food groups. How to maximize nutrients, the amount of essential vitamins, minerals, fats, and proteins, and fiber, all those good things. How to maximize those per bite of food and minimize empty calories that we don't really need or calories that might even harm our body, our health. So plate rule will help you to do all of that. And the best part about it, you can take it anywhere with you. Uh, On Friday, I'll be moving to uh, England to another country, and I've been moving in my life quite a lot to different countries, U.S. and Middle East and Southeast Asia, and I didn't always have the plate rule in my arsenal, in my toolkit, Uh, but when I did, maintaining health, maintaining weight uh, was always easier. It's very portable tool. You don't even need to take any plates with you. You just need to understand the principle. So plate rule. The the core concept of a plate rule is every time you sit down for a meal, you're going to divide your plate into uh, those imaginary sections. And depending on your goal, those sections will be represented by different kinds of foods. Uh, Today, we're talking about maximizing nutrients, minimizing empty calories, and helping us to maintain a healthy weight or to lose weight when needed in a healthy, balanced way. So let's take our plate and divide it visually uh, into two parts. So half of that plate, no matter when, where you decide to eat, should be occupied by the most nutrient-dense per-calorie foods Vegetables, non-starchy vegetables specifically. Uh, Non-starchy vegetables are those vegetables that do not contain uh, any significant amount of starch. Uh, Starchy vegetables are things like potatoes, uh, like sweet potatoes, like yams, like cooked cooked carrots and beetroots, and similar vegetables. Um, Also, two starchy foods, uh, we will 
Now, starchy foods are also foods like whole grains or whole beans. Uh, those are also starchy foods. Uh, whereas non-starchy veggies, they didn't have that starch, they didn't have a huge carbohydrate load, they didn't have that many calories, but what they do have is a lot of fiber, a lot of vitamins and minerals. Those things that our body needs, those things that provide satiety without overloading on calories. So half, or even better, if you really want to lose some weight, weight, even better, three quarters of your plate should be occupied by non-starchy vegetables, green and colorful, raw and cooked. So sometimes it might be salad, sometimes it might be uh, cooked vegetables, sauteed or uh, in a stew or made, you know, prepare it in some other way. So half of our plate, half or three quarters, even better for lean body mass, uh, should be occupied by non-starchy vegetables. Now, some uh, some of my clients, some people I talk to, they ask me, so what about breakfast? Like, uh, I usually have cereal for breakfast or like yogurt with a banana or something like that. Well, in this case, you gotta rethink your breakfast. There is no reason why one should have uh, some cereal or oatmeal. It's It's highly nutritionally unbalanced meal. Uh, a lot of carbohydrates, not enough healthy fats usually, unless you add some not enough uh, protein for sure. And that does not provide satiety that makes your blood sugar spike and you're hungry really soon because one of the most important nutrients, protein, is not even there. And yeah, it also does not promote satiety because uh, you get all this abundance of calories, but when it comes to nutrients, for example, oatmeal or yogurt, not the most nutritious foods compared to vegetables, right? So there is no reason why one should have oatmeal or or yogurt for breakfast. Those are not breakfast foods. Like in our culture, they might be considered breakfast foods, but there is no reason why you can't have your lunch foods or dinner food for breakfast. Uh, And this plate rule we are discussing, it's uh, the best one, suited for our nutrient needs and our digestive system, um, our metabolism. So what I'm talking about, it doesn't just apply to lunch, but also to breakfast and to dinner and to any meal you're going to have. So half or three quarters of your plate are non-starchy vegetables. For breakfast, you might have, you know, three egg omelet with a lot of spinach, a lot of broccoli, a lot of mushrooms, or whatever non-starchy vegetables you want to add. Maybe onions, maybe bell peppers, or you might have a big salad and your three eggs. Or you might skip breakfast and have all of that for lunch. So three quarters or half of your plate, non-starchy vegetables prepared in the way you want them. And then one quarter or a little bit more than that, depending what you're eating, depending how big you are, how active you are, what, you know, how many meals a day you have. So one quarter or a little bit more of that should be represented by protein-rich foods. And by protein-rich foods, I mean animal foods, because animal protein is superior to plant protein in many ways. Like there is no way that plant-based protein ever going to be as efficient and as complete as animal-based protein. And uh, in order to get 20, 30 grams of protein in that one quarter of your plate, the only thing that can accomplish that is animal protein. But again, when it comes to amino acid profile, not just the grams of protein on paper, but specific amino acids, animal protein is much richer, is much more complete. Usually most of the animal products are complete proteins. 
whereas like most of the plant proteins are not. Um, so guys, one quarter of your plate or a little bit more should be represented by protein and fat rich food that will give you about 20-30 grams of protein. When it comes to eggs, it's about 3-4 whole eggs uh, will give you 18-24 to 24 grams of protein. Um, dairy, yogurt, a cup of yogurt, uh, you know, regular plain yogurt is about just 6 grams of protein. So that's why yogurt is not an ideal kind of breakfasty or any time meal item. You can add some you know, powdered protein, but that's not what we are trying to do here. We're trying to eat uh, whole foods as much as possible. So yogurt might be like, you know, a complement to your meal, but to make it a whole protein part of your meal, I personally do not recommend it for many reasons. Satiety is one of them. And guys, if you aren't eating enough protein for your needs, it's going to be impossible for your body to maintain certain percentage of lean body mass. That's why protein is important. Plus, protein is needed not just for muscles. It's needed only, uh, almost for anything our body does. Proteins can be made into antibodies for our immune system. They can be made uh, into different enzymes, uh, helping different reactions to happen in our body, any reactions. So, Amino acids, proteins, they are not just for muscles. They are for everything. That's why it's essential to have them for every meal you have. So one quarter of your plate, back to our protein, is protein and fat-rich foods. So something like whole eggs, something like fish, fatty fish is even better, something like organ meats like liver, something like your regular meat, uh, chicken, um, turkey, all of that goes into that part. And usually it would contain protein and fat, and it's a good combination. So you get some essential fat and you get some protein. And then on top of that, depending where you are with your body composition and where you want to be, assuming you want to lose weight, you want to minimize starchy foods like potatoes or sweet potatoes or rice, or any sorts of whole grains or beans, you want to minimize those. And for those of you who are actively losing weight, I would recommend to minimize that to just one handful per day or one serving per day. So like one full handful, maybe like um, a biggish potato, um, maybe some pumpkin, it's also a starchy vegetable, um, when cooked maybe a handful of cooked rice or buckwheat or quinoa or some beans that you like. So I recommend once a day for the weight loss stage and preferably first part of the day when you're the most active. And then on top of that, for your whole day um, with your meals, I recommend to take no more um, sometimes you can take less, of course, um, depending again where you are with the, the amount of other foods, how fatty your protein is. Um, but I do recommend to add some preferably whole foods fats like half an avocado or a handful or of nuts and seeds. Um, or, you know, if you decide to add cooking oils, then uh, a tablespoon of olive or coconut oil. So maybe each meal should have a portion of that. That is preferable uh, to starchy foods because starchy foods seem to be more pro 
weight gain, not weight loss. Even though I can't really say that, if your calories are where they need to be, you're not going to be gaining weight from carbohydrates anytime soon. So don't be afraid of carbohydrates and just see what works better for you. Some people actually do on a more low, do better on a more low fat diet. So experiment with that. You know, maybe one week you add additional serving of starchy foods and eliminate one serving of fatty foods. And then uh, the other week you will do the opposite. You add more fatty foods and eliminate starchy foods and see how it does for your uh, body weight. And for your hunger levels, how well you do with these different combinations of foods. Uh, when it comes to additional fatty foods, I would not recommend to go beyond four serving servings of those foods with your meal. So uh, one serving is one tablespoon of some cooking oil uh, or half an avocado. If it's smaller avocado, if it's big, then maybe closer to a quarter. If it's dark chocolate without sugar, uh, it's about an ounce or 30 grams. Uh, if it's nuts and seeds, then one handful, not like super huge handful that can barely fit in your hand uh, without falling out, but like, you know, no, normal handful, no more than three, four servings per day. And then you measure that. And if your weight is not moving anywhere and you have, but you know, it seems that you have good metabolism, you just might be eating too much for that weight loss stage, you might also consider removing those additional fatty foods and additional starch. But keep your essential fats in your food. So don't go for lean meat like chicken breast or turkey breast or egg whites. No, eat your fats. Dark meat of chicken and turkey uh, has essential fats uh, and has more nutrients than breast or white meat. Um, also, eat your fat in your beef. Don't go for super lean cuts. That fat is also um, helpful for our metabolism. We need, we need our fats. Eat fatty fish. You know, I'm a huge fan of fatty fish. Eat your salmon, eat your sardines, those uh, fishes with a lot of uh, fat in them. So don't be afraid of fats and don't go for sure to non-fat dairy. Eat dairy with fat that is supposed to be there. Uh, it helps you to helps our body to metabolize other nutrients like to absorb calcium and other fat-soluble vitamins. So we kind of like talk a little bit about everything, right? So you might be a little bit lost at this point with the whole plate rule. Um, so let's um, recap the whole thing. Let's shorten it up. Plate rule. For, to maximize nutrition, to minimize empty calories, that will help you to maintain optimal health and weight, you want to make sure that each meal you eat, you know, the whole amount of that meal half or even better, three quarters are non-starchy vegetables because they have the most fiber, the most vitamins and minerals with the least amount of calories. Um, so non-starchy vegetables, uh, half of your plate, half of the volume of your food or three quarters, then one quarter or a little bit more uh, is protein and fat-rich foods like whole eggs or uh, fatty fish or shellfish, you know, mussels, oysters, uh, although those tend to be lower in protein or meat or poultry like chicken or turkey so or liver, chicken liver or other organ meats. So this is one quarter. And then on top of that, see where you are. And maybe you will add a serving of fat, um, like maybe 
some avocado or maybe dark chocolate or maybe some nuts and seeds or maybe you're gonna add some starchy foods like some whole grains beans or um, sweet potatoes or regular potatoes and that's basically it guys and so let's say you have three meals and that's how you're gonna eat your three meals and that will help you to maintain ideal body weight and lose weight um anywhere in the world. Like no matter where you travel, just make sure that most of your foods is whole uh, and cooked in a healthy way. So you know what goes into that. Because if you eat out, for example, you don't always know whether they put a lot of oil and butter into marinade. And now your food has like 200 calories more than it's supposed to be. Or if your salad is like floating in this fatty um, sauce, and instead of having like 50, 80 or 100 calories, it's going to have like 300. Uh, know these things, you know, know what goes into your food, guys. And use your plate rule, whether you are eating out, whether you are on the plane, whether you are in the airport, whether you are in a new country, in a new grocery store. So use plate rule and uh, it's going to be super easy for you to... Now, guys, let's address a few other things that I believe are hugely important and a lot of people are getting them wrong. So when it comes to plate rule, it's also important to focus on whole foods. Meaning when I'm talking about, for example, starchy foods, it's a much better idea to eat your starchy foods in whole food form. So whole grains, whole beans, whole potatoes, not pasta, not some bread, not pizza. They are different in the way they are processed because those things are, grains are made into flour. A lot of stuff was removed, even if it says whole grain. Uh, Nobody really knows what it really means, means anymore. A lot of stuff was removed, a lot of stuff was refined, and your metabolism is going to be affected in a different way from those more refined foods than from their whole uh, alternatives. So always go for whole foods. The same goes for fats, guys. Olives and avocados and coconuts whole are much better than olive oil and coconut oil and avocado oil. because and also whole nuts and seeds so peanuts are better than peanut butter almonds are better than almond butter because in order for you for your body to get the fat out of those foods your body has to work through a lot of fibers and you're not going to get all this fat anyway because our digestive system is not that efficient as machines that turn for example almonds into almond butter And it's proven by studies, actually, that we absorb less calories, but we feel fuller from whole foods compared to their refined alternatives. Uh, It also affects our metabolism and our hunger levels in much better way. So always go for whole foods, guys. That's why I also don't like dairy that much, because it doesn't have any fiber or it's really easy for our body to digest those foods. So like when it comes to dairy, I consider it more of a like refined foods. Um, But you know, some yogurt, some kefir might be really great for your gut health. Um, So anyhow, 
uh, whole foods. Focus always on whole foods. And then another really important part about this plate rule and about the whole concept of healthy eating is that uh, in order for us to get maximum nutrients and not to run any, any into any nutrient deficiencies that might translate into health problems, problems with our hormones, problems with our weight and with our hunger. All of that can be caused by simple nutrient deficiencies. For example, if you aren't getting zinc, your body is not able to use protein, and so you're going to be hungry no matter how much you eat, unless you eat zinc-rich foods. Um, that's why it's also important to include in all of these groups, or you know, vegetables, your protein, your starch, your fat, variety. So let me give you my personal example. Um, every day I follow this plate rule, but my plate never looks the same. So today I might have a lot of spinach. Tomorrow I might have a lot of broccoli. The next day I might have a lot of Brussels sprouts. The next day I might have a lot of Swiss chard. The next day I might have a lot of bok choy. I try to incorporate as much variety as possible on a daily basis. But it's not just about vegetables. It's also about proteins. Like one day I'm having liver, the next day I'm having mussels, the day after I'm having oysters and fatty fish, the day after I might have some meat, the day after I might have some chicken and different cuts, cuts of meat or uh, fish or shellfish. You get the idea. So there is variety everywhere. In my even in my eggs. Someday I might have chicken eggs, the other day duck eggs, then turkey eggs, then um, quail eggs, variety everywhere. One day I might have more avocados, the other day I might have more olives, then I might have walnuts. In fact, also there is variety. Um, it's <clears throat> again, it's very important because with more variety, we introduce more different nutrients in our diet, and we are much less um, likely to run into any deficiencies. So eating the same food over and over and over again, it's not a great idea. I know it might sound complicated, but once you put that into a system, like for me, Monday is a liver day, Tuesday is muscles day, and so uh, I also, when I go to a store, to a grocery store, I look at different vegetables and I'm like, okay, I'm having six, six days of meals, so usually one day's fasting, and what kind of vegetables are there, you know, available right now that I can introduce to my diet this week? And so I approximately know how much vegetables I eat per day. And so I get six different kinds of vegetables different for each day of the week. And the same goes, you know, to fruit, to proteins. And then it becomes really easy. Every day I just get into my fridge. I pick up one vegetable. I pick up one fish or meat or chicken and I cook it together with my favorite herbs and spices. And that's it. So as simple as that. And I have my plate rule in mind. And since I started using it all the time, my eating became really, really simple. And then also I put some of the stuff into a nutritional calculator and I see my patterns, like what I might be running low on. Like for example, zinc, it's very hard for me to eat all the zinc. So I usually supplement with that. Um, Iron also, I don't eat that much animal-based iron that is the best absorbable source. So I also supplement with that. Um, and just knowing that, um, the rest is simple. Once I know my patterns, I know where I can supplement, where I can add different foods to address that uh, nutrient, possible nutrient deficiency. 
Um, and once I know my patterns, once it's a habit, it's really simple. It's a no-brainer at all. Like, for example, I know that potassium-rich foods, the potassium that we all tend to run low on, are bananas, avocados, uh, Brussels sprouts, spinach, Swiss chard. Those are especially rich in potassium. And so, and mushrooms. Don't forget button mushrooms. They are super high in potassium too. Well, high per calorie. And once I know, once I understand that I need a lot of potassium, and these are the foods that are rich in potassium, uh, avocado especially is one of the best sources, then I try to include more of those foods, and I am not deficient anymore, ever. And when I run through some nutritional calculator uh, my foods again, then it shows me, yeah, I'm eating enough potassium, because now it's my in my habits. And that's the like end result for all of us, understanding our patterns, making sure uh, that we are meeting our nutritional requirements, uh, making sure that we are eating nutrient-adequate diet using this plate rule that will support nutrient density and will help us to maintain satiety and ideal body weight. So, and the best part, again, about plate rule is it travels. You can take it anywhere in the world and still eat a lot of vegetables, eat protein-rich foods, manage your starchy foods and your additional fatty foods, and you're good to go, guys. Uh, no need to count, obsessively count anything or really worry about anything. If we all did that, we'd be in such better shape as a society health-wise. But anyhow, guys, so uh, today you learned about plate rule. Please do share it with people in your household. Please do share it with your friends who are trying to lose weight and they are sick of diets and they just want something simple. Please do share this with them. If you or people you know have any questions, feel free to reach out on any social media and I'll answer any questions you might have. And guys, stay tuned for tomorrow traveling nutrition episode, how I travel since I'm about to travel this Friday. And guys... Till next time, as usual, eat better daily.